yards it back 40 45 50 he's off to the races down the left sideline to the 15 10 5 touchdown Aaron Jones oh what a play this is the quick slants podcast Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quick Slants Podcast. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, also of Pulse of the Pack and the Pack a Day Podcast. I am thrilled to be launching this new podcast in our family of shows. I will be with you every week with some quick thoughts on what is new and relevant to the Green Bay Packers. Very excited to be here. It's only Wednesday, and already we've had a really busy and great week at the site, GameOnWisconsin.com. We launched on Monday. We've had many great pieces up already, great fan interaction. Our following is growing by the hour, which is a testament to all of you out there and how hungry we know the Packers fan base is for content. And I promise you won't be sorry that you followed us and checked out our great work. We've got some fantastic writers, podcasters, shows. We've got great content coming for you. Film work, betting lines, all kinds of great stuff. I want to give a big shout out to our team for doing their part to get this thing off the ground. All of our podcasters, all of our writers, every single person on this team. And I want to give a special thanks to my partners, Jacob Westendorf, Paul Brettel, and Jeremy Vanderlinden, who put in many, many hours to take this from the pie in the sky idea that it was to the reality that we see today. And thank you all for being here, for listening to us and for reading our great works. There's going to be more to come and you're going to get everything that you need to stay current with what goes on with your beloved Green Bay Packers. So on Monday of this week, we had our first show, Happy Hour, with our very own Maggie Loney and Perry Goldstein, and the girls absolutely knocked it out of the park. I was so proud of them and so impressed. I shouldn't have been surprised. They do fantastic work. They were great. And if you missed it live, well, shame on you, I guess. But in all seriousness, it, it's up on our YouTube page, on the Game On Wisconsin YouTube page. Go subscribe. And they'll be with us every Monday evening to give us some thoughts about the previous week, the upcoming week. It's going to be great. They're great. And if you're not already, follow both of them. They they offer great Packers content and they do great work. So we have a host of other shows that are going to be coming your way at Game On Wisconsin. Keep your Keep it tuned here. For more, don't forget also, I want to mention, special mention, this Saturday at 2 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be doing a live mega show to mark the start of Packers training camp. Jacob and I will be hosting and bringing on some special guests. We're going to talk Packers, training camp 2020 season, you know, get everyone excited and pumped for what's coming. So clear your calendar for this Saturday afternoon. You know, go get your six pack or I, I mean, maybe even a 12 pack or a case of beer ready. And come on over to Game On Wisconsin. Uh, Come on over to our YouTube page for that. Again, subscribe if you're not already. It's going to be a couple of hours of great Packers content. And we're really excited to be doing it. And we hope that you'll come along, bring your questions. We'll make sure that your questions get answered. And the things that you want to hear about are what we talk about. Because that's why we do this. It's for you and all of the great Packers fans out there. So, For this first Quick Slants episode, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the current state of the NFL and then move into some Packers training camp items that are actually related to the Green Bay Packers. But it's it's worth noting that there are a lot of questions. 
about what this season is going to look like and even what training camp is going to look like. And that is an NFL topic. It is an NFL issue, and the Green Bay Packers are part of the NFL. So we're going to go there for a minute before we get into the team news and notes. So on Tuesday, Pro Football Talks' Mike Florio reported that 95 NFL players have already tested positive for COVID-19. We knew that players were going to test positive. That part in and of itself is not surprising. The statistics may or may not be surprising to you. Either way, this thing is not going away anytime soon. And there are going to be moving parts that change every single day. I reside in Arizona in the Phoenix area, which was and still is a hotspot for the virus. And the way in which leaders are dealing with this and having to deal with this has to be dynamic and it changes by the day. And that is just the, the world that we live in right now. If you're, you know, if you're like me, there, there is some fatigue with all of this, having dominated the headlines and the news for the past four months. But we have to at least hope that the NFL is paying close attention and they have a way to try, keyword, try to keep everyone as safe as possible and play out the 2020 season. Everything we've seen so far indicates the NFL plans to play games in 2020. Could that change? Of course, the players want to play. The hashtag we want to play is out there, but they also want to plan. There isn't a clear way the league is going to handle this right now. And again, it goes back to what I, what I said before. It's dynamic. It's going to change. What worked last week may not work this week with new information new realities that the league is being faced with. You know, while the league is saying, yes, we plan to play games this season, they're also creating rules and saying that players can't gather afterwards to mingle or exchange jerseys, which seems odd to some. But these are things that the league is trying to do. I mean, we've heard it many, many times before. I am hardly the first person to share with you that football is a close contact, close quarters sport. You are going to be near your teammates, your coaches, other players by the nature of the game. There's only one ball and there's 22 players on the field that all want the ball to go in their direction. You do the math. Everybody's going to be on top of each other. And look, however the NFL does this, it's not going to look perfect and it's not fair to expect perfection. I think it is fair to be disappointed that the NFL doesn't have a better plan seemingly given the fact that they have had this much time to prepare for the start of training camp versus some other sports that had to put their seasons on hold and adjust on the fly like the NBA and the NHL. I mean, just seeing what it took to get baseball back and they made mistakes of their own, to be clear, any sports league is going to have some major and very unique circumstances to deal with the old adage, you can't please everyone, will never ring truer than trying to play games in these times. You know, let me tell you, watching a baseball game on TV the other day with the cardboard cutouts in the stands was something I never would have predicted seeing in my lifetime. I wouldn't even have put a penny down on that. I just did not ever think in the year 2020, with all the technology and everything that we've learned, that we would be dealing with something like this. Big tarps over large sections of seats instead of fans sitting in them. The fan experience in the NFL this year is going to be something. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in an upcoming show when we have more clarity from the NFL on what they plan to do with fans or if they are even going to have fans in, in the stands. I just don't know 
how you're going to tell some loyal season ticket holders you can't attend games or some of you can't attend games and some of you can, but that's one of those things I'm talking about. The NFL has to figure that out. And that's, that's just the reality there. And hopefully those that are tasked with and paid the big bucks to figure that out will do so. And they'll make the right decisions and they'll try. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers. In other news, training camp starts. And so what are some of the things that we can look forward to? Well, there are going to be fans watching the practices. The media coverage is going to be a little bit restricted. So for those of you who aren't going to be in Wisconsin, in Green Bay, watching practices, the coverage on social media is going to be a little bit different. I know that was always one of the most exciting things about the first week of training camp was just the constant refreshing of Twitter for me, waiting for the news of who made the last play, who looked good, which rookies are coming up, who's going to be the undrafted free agent darling, the all Oneida hero this season, who's going to make a, make big waves and make this team how are the veterans looking? How is the Darius Smith looking? Does he look healthy? Is he ready to come back and have a great season again this year? How's Aaron Rodgers looking? How's his arm? Does he does he look spry and ready to rebound from a couple seasons in which he didn't put up numbers similar to what we were used to? Things like that are a lot of things that we look forward to. I mean, for me, it's it's a lot of times about the rookies. I just kind of assume with the veterans that we're going to get more of what we're used to seeing. From the veterans. And in some cases, that's actually great news. If you think about guys like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Aaron Rodgers. And in other cases, which we're going to talk about in a minute, it's not good news for some guys who, if they show up and just bring more of the same that we've seen already in seasons past, may not be on this roster heading into 2020. No, but the rookies, I, you know, I'm always interested to see how they look in pads and in live action because we haven't seen them in a Packers uniform. We have to get used to seeing their number and associating their number with their name. You know, a lot of eyes are going to be on quarterback Jordan Love because he was a first round draft pick. The Packers moved up to select him. The heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, as far as I know, as, as far as we all know, that's the that's the plan. If it's not, that was an interesting move by the Packers in the draft. So a lot of eyes are going to be on Jordan Love. A lot of eyes are going to be on Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. The body language police are going to come out in droves. Anybody who can get a, a peek, you know, again, there's not going to be as many people watching. And maybe that'll benefit in a situation like that that can kind of tend to take over and, and distract from the football aspect of it because everybody's going to want to see how Aaron Rodgers is treating Jordan Love. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, again throughout the season. After everything we went through in transitioning from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and everything Aaron Rodgers went through and everything that Aaron Rodgers has been and shown us over the past 15 years tells me I think we can expect the best from, from Rodgers. Again, he doesn't love the fact that he has to fight for his job and that this was a message from the team that the future is starting now, whether he's ready for it or not, he being Rodgers but that's life in the NFL. And, and if anybody understands that, it's Aaron Rodgers. He may understand it, but he does not have to like it. And many of us have hoped that it's going to turn into a very motivated Aaron Rodgers who gets fired up and pumped up about what it is that he's doing on the field. And we see a resurgence from number 12. Guys like A.J. Dillon, the running back, how, you know, how does he look? How is he going to be used? Where does he line up in the formation? Josiah DeGuara, the H-back, tight end, 
the interesting third round pick. Where does he line up? How is he used? I wrote about Deguara yesterday at Game on Wisconsin when he signed his rookie deal. He was the last rookie to sign his contract. Packers have all of their rookies signed. Wrote about Deguara and some of the things that he brings to the Packers offense and a nice little quote from his offensive coordinator at the University of Cincinnati. There was no shortage of love for Josiah Deguara on that team and by his coaching staff. So the Packers seem to be getting a pretty good player here that may end up paying really nice dividends if he pans out. Linebacker out of Minnesota, Kamal Martin, getting some buzz as he tries to compete with Christian Kirksey and Oren Burks at linebacker. You know, speaking of Burks, maybe this is a good time to move into the other part of what I wanted to talk about today. I mentioned some players who aren't going to they need to show up and show differently than they have in past seasons if they're going to make something of this season. You know, showing up and being what they've been is not going to not going to cut it. And Oren Burks is absolutely one of those players. And along with teammate on the defense, cornerback Josh Jackson. You know, Burks and Jackson are the subject of the first piece I I did for Game on Wisconsin. It went live on Monday, and I broke down the critical nature of this 2020 season for both Burks and Jackson. You know, Josh Jackson was mocked as a first round pick, you know, plenty in 2018. And the Packers ended up snagging him in round two after already getting Jair Alexander, the corner out of Louisville. So you've got two corners with your first two picks. This could be your running mates for the next 10 years. And Josh Jackson showed very well at Iowa, played against some very good top notch competition in the Big Ten. Looked really good in his first training camp. You want to talk about a rookie that popped off the page in training camp? Josh Jackson. And in the preseason, the pick six, the big plays. You know, We were having flashbacks of, of all of the corners of yesteryear in Green Bay. I won't say Charles Woodson because nobody's Charles Woodson, but Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, guys like that, that were really effective and really good. Didn't happen. Didn't, didn't go down. And a really, really interesting thing happened. According to Pro Football Focus, Jackson only played 102 snaps on defense in 2019. He gave up a passer rating of 148.3. That's way too close to a perfect passer rating. But the season prior, Jackson played 721 snaps in 2018. He allowed a 112.7 passer rating. Now, a lot of that had to do with injuries. Last season, 2019, was the first season Kevin King put together a a full healthy year and gave us 15 games worth of production. So, Jackson didn't have to play, and, and King was very good. Jackson didn't have to play as much, but to see your snaps decrease by that much and not really having a major injury to point to really says a lot about what Jackson was showing in practice. He was a good special teams player, but when you're a second-round pick, that's not enough. You've got to get on the field. Josh Jackson's up against it because he's going to be competing now with guys that are trying to move up the depth chart, guys like Chandon Sullivan, Kadar Holman a bunch of the undrafted free agents that are trying to make this team. Will Josh Jackson be that guy? Well, he's got this and next year on his contract. So chances are the Packers are going to give him every benefit of the doubt. He's a second round pick, but it would be nice to see Jackson really turn into something here. And I don't know how much of his transformation needs to be mental. Physically, he is what he is. He's not a speedster, but he was around the ball a lot at Iowa. So is it a confidence thing? Is it an opportunity thing? I don't know. We'll see. It's it's a curious case with Josh Jackson. As far as Oren Burks, Burks, third rounder, 57 snaps, only three tackles in 2019. In 2018, 126 snaps and 13 tackles. Both of these guys played more in their rookie seasons than they did last year. They could not 
get on the field. Oren Burks was lauded for his athletic ability coming out of Vanderbilt. Fantastic player in college, just hasn't translated to the field. Does everyone remember the nice video clip that was posted in training camp last year of Burks stepping in front of Aaron Jones and picking off a ball using his athletic ability? Our own Paul Brettel was at that practice. We talked about this on a Pack-A-Day podcast episode this past Saturday. It looked like the kind of play that made you say, that's why the Packers drafted Oren Burks, but we didn't see it on the field. When you don't see it on the field, it really doesn't matter. You know, if you're a practice warrior, that's great. But if it doesn't translate to game day, you know, the NFL is all about performance and that just was not happening in the case of these two guys. So those are two guys that I'm really going to be watching to see if they're going to turn the corner and make something out of their time in Green Bay, because otherwise we could be having a conversation next season, next year, about whether either of them are either going to be on the roster. You got to mention the wide receiver position too, training camp, you know, because we're, we're going to see the return of Equinemius St. Brown. We'll see Devin Funches in a Packers uniform. And a guy who's been getting some buzz out of the Canadian Football League, Reggie Begleton, is going to be in the mix. And he's going to be competing against all the incumbents for time in the passing game. And with the conversion of this offense and a, a, a focus, a different focus on the run, it's going to be interesting to see who cracks this roster because the Packers aren't going to need to go five wide. They probably aren't going to need to carry as many wide receivers. So who do they keep and who do they not? What is that going to look like? Will EQ come back and look good after the gnarly ankle injury he suffered in Canada last year in preseason? Can Reggie Begleton somehow crack this roster and unseat a guy like a Jake Kumaro? How dare I say that about our beloved Whitewater alum, Jake Kumaro, right? Who knows? We'll see, you know? And going back to the COVID topic, it's important that teams and the Packers have a contingency plan and they have a lot of competition for their spots because, you know, even like like I said, I know we're all getting fatigued from it. It's going to play a huge role in every team's preparation for the season. There's going to be regular testing on these players and staff. And as soon as someone tests positive, bam, they're in quarantine. They have to recover before they can return. How many players are going to miss time this preseason and this season because of this? How much is it going to impact the quality of the season? If Aaron Rodgers has to miss two or three games, if Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson all have to miss time, even if they don't have symptoms, but they test positive and they can't, they just can't play. They can't be around their teammates. There's a lot left to be written about how this 2020 NFL season will look, but I'm going to get excited and happy the camp is here. I think we all need a little bit of good news and something to look forward to. And so that's what I'm going to focus on. So that will wrap us up for this edition of Quick Slants. I enjoyed this one. Thank you so much for being here. I will be here every week with more Packers talk and topics. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Jason Perone. You can check out some of my work over at GameOnWisconsin.com. Check out the website. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Come on over, chat with us. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. We are at GameOnWI. Follow the show. Follow us. We'll look forward to talking with you again. Mega show this Saturday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. And until next time, Everybody be safe, be healthy, and go Paco. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 